The I Am Man podcast is produced by men for men. We are here to support men through their individual journeys to authentic and holistic manhood. We believe men play an essential role in securing the future of generations and deserve to be seen and heard. Our podcast is a safe space where men from all walks of life can come and process through life's challenges to become the best versions of themselves. He made the thing so simple, like you... Like the Bible says, he, he made it so simple, even a child couldn't err. E-R-R. And that's exactly the way I felt when I heard it. A man is somebody who does what they say they're going to do. Wow. He said, brother, a man is simply somebody who, who takes care of their responsibility, who takes responsibility for themselves, who just tells the truth, who does what they say they're going to do. That's what a man is. And I thought to myself, even as a child, and all the thoughts and feelings and everything that I was experiencing that I knew was different from some other people. But I thought to myself, even as a child, that I could do. I, I didn't realize at the time. I got to college and people were like, did you play football? I'm like, huh? How? Where? <laughs> <laughs> But they were looking at my broad, they, everything that I had thought about myself, negative, that's what they were looking at. You got those broad shoulders, you got those big hands, you ought to be able to, you can run fast. I didn't realize that. But what I did realize is I can do what I say I'm going to do. That I can do. I didn't realize after I got molested for the first time, because I wasn't looking at guys in a sexual way before that. But for the first time, I saw myself doing that and I'm like, oh, okay, that's different. And if anybody knows anything about the difference between men and women, um, is that with women, generally speaking, uh, sex is <laughs> connected <laughs> to something else. Right. Emotions, emotions or something um, and with men it can also be but the simplicity of a man is it doesn't happen right which is something that a lot of women don't actually get but life goes on and so what happened though is that it became very easy because you know all a man had to do was to look or to say or to touch and it was clear right but, so what I didn't realize as a teenager was that women could also find me attractive. So I got to college and then, you know, there I had a clean slate and all these women were like, hey. And I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but what I did know is that I can do what I say I'm going to do. I can be honest. And so that same lesson, that main lesson, that he taught me as a kid about just doing what I say I'm going to do. Let my yay be yay and my nay be nay. And just being honest about it. You can't do it anymore. You thought you could do it, but you can't do it anymore. Just say that. Just do what you say you're going to do. And I thought about all the things that, like I said, that I didn't know yet as a child. I talked about being debt free. I went to college and got 12 credit cards and ran them all up. That's that credit card and totally up. I couldn't do it. I didn't know how to do that yet. 
But what I did know was how to do what I said I was going to do. Right. And so one of the things that has carried me through this life, college for me was 25 years ago. I promise for those who are listening, I look much younger than I sound. <laughs> but in any case. Uh, I was like, 25 years? You don't look that old. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but the thing that has carried me through is that same concept. Because when I came to Europe, of course, it was a cultural difference. And of course, I'm meeting new people and, and trying new things like Prosecco. And calamari. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, we have that here in the States as well. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> one of the things that people respected about me when I got here was, wow, he's a genuine person who does what he says he's going to do. And the thing that I recognized, realized, is that even for that man, that old black man from Houston, Texas, who didn't graduate high school, um, only picked up the trash at college, um, who never became a millionaire or traveled the seven seas. But that lesson that he taught me when I was a child has really carried me through all the schooling and education and all of the continents that I've not only been blessed to travel to, but to live on. And that simple lesson is the foundation of the respect that I have, not only as an artist, but specifically as a man. If you ask people here, that's one thing they can say about me as a as a as a man. Los von 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 who ik my work do als artiste as a man. That's Brandon. He does what he says he's gonna do. He's honest. He's open. He's the truth. He's a real person. He does what he says he's going to do. And I really encourage anyone listening. I don't know when um, this podcast will be available. So I don't know in which situation the world will find itself in. But what I can say is, regardless of circumstance or situation, if you simply do what you say you're going to do, you'll be all right. And cut. Oh, no. (laughs) Brandon, oh, man, that's amazing. So now at this juncture in your life, how do you define manhood? I think at this juncture in my life, I define manhood with the combination, with the combination of everything that I 
was as a child, everything my godfather taught me about doing what I say I'm going to do and every experience that I've had along the way. I mean, one of the beautiful things about living in Europe is that their definition, so to speak, of manhood is very different. When I came, I assumed that so many men were homosexual because it didn't occur to them that they had to wear baggy clothes in order to cement their manhood. Right. It didn't occur to them that they had to be disrespectful to women in order to cement their manhood. It didn't occur to them that they had to um, only wear certain colors or only uh, watch certain shows or only like certain sports in order to cement their manhood. For them, it was as simple as, I'm a man. So that's <laughs> that. And so the combination of all of those experiences and lessons have really informed who I am as a man now. It is really the combination, really a person who really still sees the beauty and everyone does what he says he's going to do. <laughs> and who is really okay with wearing a pink shirt and being uh, stereotypically masculine in some ways and being unstereotypically masculine in other ways. And I'm really okay with it all because there was something really interesting that happened um, when I was preparing to turn 40. And I grew up knowing the significance of numbers and the symbolism of 40 being a completed cycle. And so I started on that journey to rediscovering the little boy so that I really could close some chapters so that I could really let go. Wow. Just let go of some shit. Right. And be okay. And be open to what was next. And so that's where I really was confronted and also able to confide and find safety in, yeah, the beauty of that child, the simplicity of the guy who did what he said he was going to do, and the man who, yeah, owns uh, being culturally exposed to other versions of what it means to be a man. And now I'm the combination and I'm glad about it. Wow. So, Brandon, I know that you're living in Europe and you have family here. And I do know at times that you, you know, travel back and forth or, you know, family outings. And you guys have a humongous family. 
<laughs> so when you do come back, how do you continue to be your authentic self when there may be an expectation for you to conform? Yeah, well, I think that's a really interesting question because when I first started coming back to Houston from Germany, I noticed immediately the cultural differences. I noticed immediately how big everyone else's clothes were compared to mine. (laughs) (laughs) But the interesting thing is in the last years, coming back and expecting that kind of... um, difference, I found that the world has become much more homogenized and has much more uh, European influences in America. And uh, Europe has so many more American influences. There was, in Holland, there there was no real mall, because that's really an American concept. Now there are malls. There are actual indoor shopping centers. Wow. And that that was not the case 11 years ago in, in that way. Um, so it's really interesting to see the world evolve. And as a result, it makes it, yeah, that much easier as a person to evolve. And I think that when I was coming back from Holland, I think I wasn't automatically conscious of how much more relaxed I had become in my own skin until my sister, Brittany, um, before both, uh, and my brother Corey started making fun of my accent. <laughs> and I was like, accent? Yeah, you know, you're like, it's funny because it's like you're speaking English, but it's like you, you speak it with a, with a, yeah, with a different accent. I'm like, different accent. <laughs> because <laughs> like because it's like we said and we're gonna go to the store but you're like I'm gonna go to the store I'm like what <laughs> <laughs> I, I still don't know if that's true but 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 I think what they were intimating is you know just yeah the what I was yeah not conscious of which is just how much more I was settling into all of who I am and where I am and how I am. And so now, to, 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 to formally answer your question, to, to, to simply answer your question, um, now I just am, which for me is like a completed cycle because, like I said, as a kid, that's I, I really just was. Wow. And, uh, and it was beautiful. And so... Now I just am, and uh, yeah, like I said, it's it's a it's a combination, and I love it. Wow! So at this juncture in your life, experiencing all the beautiful things that you have, and your journey, your hurdles, your triumphs, what would you tell a young man who is on the same journey? And let me clarify before I answer the question. When you say on the same journey, what does that mean? What I mean is, what would you tell a young man? Or let me phrase the question like this. What is one thing that you believe 
I'll say it. No, I'll phrase it like this. What are three things <laughs> you could tell your younger self, hmm. knowing all that you know, all the experiences that you've been through? What are some core things that you would tell your younger self? Some core things that I would tell my younger self are number one, I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I do. Um, I think it's really important because that's really the foundation. And I think, specifically growing up in a religious family, we're taught a different um, um, order, a different priority. And I understand it and I respect it. And at the same time, John, I believe 10 verse 30 says, I and my father are one, which for me now means that to love myself is to love God. They're not um, mutually exclusive. They are mutually inclusive. Um, it's the love of God that allows me to love myself. But I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you is the first thing that I would say to my younger self. The second thing I would say to my younger self is just do it. I think at the time, I thought that what I was doing creatively was special. But I don't think I knew it. And so therefore, I sometimes hesitated. And I definitely played myself small and um, didn't take advantage of all the opportunities there were in Houston at the time. And now I think just do it. Just go for it. You asked, could you go to the high school for performing and visual arts? Your mother says to this day that her biggest regret is that she didn't take your request serious enough. She thought you had to pay a lot of money, but all you really had to do was audition. Just do it. Get the information. Make the call. Check the website. Just do it. Put yourself out there. Give yourself that chance. I wrote poetry that was published in the Library of Congress. Publicize that. Find the poem. Write a book of poetry if you want to, but just do it. Don't let any one person, place, thing, experience, circumstance, situation stop you, pause you, sway you, distract you, just do it. Go! Have, live, breathe, be. Just do it. And third, I would say to my younger self, it's already all right. I think sometimes I have forgotten 
that all things really are working together for my good. And as a result, I've sometimes been emotionally swayed by circumstances or situations or people or places or things or and I've been waiting for some big paycheck payday career move relationship earthquake tornado mansion car, lotto win. But what if it was already all right? Everything's connected anyway. So what if it was right now in this place at this time with this situation? What if it was already all right? It's already all right. That's what I would say to my younger self. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Brandon. Your story is amazing. I can't say it enough. And you have probably been the easiest person to speak to on this podcast. And on this this interview, you've kind of, you know, you've you've kind of covered it all. And it's I'm speechless. I really am. I haven't had the chance to get to know you um, or ever speak this intimately with you about this life, your story, I've been in your presence, but your journey is amazing. It is, it is, it is, it is very amazing. Well, I want to thank you very much. Um, not only for your words, but I also want to thank you for, um, two other things. Uh, number one, for the invitation, because, Number one, no, yeah, nobody has to ask you to do anything or to think anything uh, about you that would warrant an invitation. But also, uh, I thank you for the invitation because it has also been healing and self-affirming for me to hear what we've been discussing and confirm also for me what I believe. And my expectation is that every single person who listens, not only to this episode, but to your podcast, will be liberated and set free. And I want to thank you for being you because you said that you've been watching me from afar. Not as a stalker, I assume. (laughs) But (laughs) I've also been watching you. And just to be completely and totally transparent, aside from the quality of your packaging and presentation, which I have a lot of respect for. Thank you. I also am inspired 
by your intention. Because everything that I see you do is intentional. And it inspires me even long distance. So thank you very much. Wow. Thank you so much for that. Um, the purpose of this conversation and even this compilation of just stories that I want to put together, it it's rooted in my desire to see men begin their journey to wholeness. I have a saying that healing is the journey. Wholeness is the destination. And mm. I think so many times men are so grossly misunderstood um, yeah. by their communities, by the one people who love them the most, but also by themselves, by themselves. Yeah. They don't really understand who they are, what they are. And I think um, myself being a survivor of sexual violence um, mm-hmm. and for a long time, my own experiences warranted me. I knew I knew that I was a male, but I never really identified as a man. And that's gotcha. That journey was powerful um, when that journey has been powerful. Rediscover, reclaiming my narrative and um, wanting to help men do the same to take back their pins, reclaim their narrative, um, speak their own truth um, and let the world know. So that the generations to follow will have more healthy templates to see and to look yeah. and to hear. So thank you, Brandon, so much for uh, being a part of this journey, being a part of uh, this uh, collage of stories that will be put together from men from various walks of life doing different things. I appreciate you. I value what you said. You are heard. You are seen. And I hope and I pray that everyone that does listen will see you and know that, that they have the ability to be seen and that they deserve to be seen and heard too. Thank you. Thank you, Brandon. Bless you. One moment.